Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure Haunts of the Hunted. The Green Hornet strikes again. and Navy and FBI asked you to do something to help save the lives of your fighting men, you'd do it, wouldn't you? All right, here's a simple rule to follow. Never tell where, how, or when. Where our soldiers, ships, and planes are going, how they're going, or when they're going. And watch out for how many and what kind. If the enemy finds out how many troops are going, or what kind of ships are sailing, thousands of American lives may be lost on some battlefront. So if you hear it from someone, don't repeat it. If you see it yourself, don't repeat it. But if you read it in your newspaper or hear it over your radio, you're free to talk about it. Always think before you talk. Remember, careless talk costs lives. And now, the Green Hornet. Case, secretary to Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, looked up from the work on her desk as Mike Axford, erstwhile reporter, entered her office. Here it is, Casey. Just like you wanted. Practically the first paper off the press of this edition. Oh, thanks, Axford. I'll do you a favor someday. Here, let me have it. Ah, here you are. Here you are. Uh, say now, why are you so anxious to get that paper, I'd like to know? Oh, you're always curious, aren't you? Well, the reason I wanted you to get this is because I have a girlfriend who's trying to find a house to rent. I promised to get hold of the paper before it got on the street and see if there was anything advertised. There. Oh, so that's it. That's it. Hmm. Here's something. Small suburban estate, six miles from heart of city on North Pike. On left, just beyond highway crossroads. Very reasonable rent, unfurnished, caretaker on premises. Well... Elaine and her family might like that. Anyway, it won't hurt for her to look at it. Well, she'd better get to move on if she doesn't want a dozen out there before her. No, I'll phone her right away. See, it's after five now. She can pick me up and I'll ride out with her. 
I do hope she gets it. She's almost frantic looking for a place. Well, I'd better hurry and phone her. Looks like the place, Elaine. That is, it's the only place on the left since we passed Highway Crossroads. I guess so. Well, I'm glad we got here before it was too dark to see the outside. My goodness, Nanora. A stone house like that must rent for more than I can afford to pay. Well, we can soon find out. There's a detached garage with lights up over it. That must be where the caretaker lives. Well, I hope he doesn't go with the house. We surely couldn't afford that. Well, drive on in and we'll talk to him. After coming all the way out here, we... Might as well get the details. You say the rental's only $75? $75. That's right. Why, I'm almost tempted to take it sight unseen. You go in. See house. It's dark inside. Are the lights working? No current on. You take this. Oh, you have a flashlight. Well, lead the way and we'll follow. I'm not going. Take this. You go. Why, I thought you were going to show us around. I not go in. Maybe you not want house. Oh, of course I want a house. I just couldn't understand why you won't go in with us. You'll find out reason soon, maybe. I not go. Well, give me the flashlight then. We'll go look the place over alone. Lenore, do you think we should? <laughs> why not? Certainly there's nothing to be afraid of. If our Chinese friend doesn't want to come along, well, let's go. All right. I do want to see it. It was only yeah, that... Yeah, you see with this. I'll be in garage when you leave. Thanks. Yes. Come on, Elaine. My, this is a lovely hall, isn't it? There's so much dust. It must have been vacant for some time. Yes. I guess that's the living room in there. Oh! <laughs> That was the front door. We left it open and the wind blew it shut, I guess. Well, maybe. Only, only I don't remember it being windy out. Oh, now look here, Elaine. Don't tell me you're nervous about going through this empty house. After all, you might even live here soon. I'm just the jumpy type, I guess. I, I keep thinking of what that Chinaman said. What do you mean? Well, when I said I didn't understand why he wouldn't show us through, he... He said we'd soon find out. Oh, that. Oh, he probably didn't mean anything by it. Look, isn't that a nice broad staircase? Let's look up there first. All right. Lenore. Well, what's the matter now? Listen. <laughs> that sounds like a bit of wind to me. Come on, let's go up. Wait a minute. Now what? That sound, it's getting louder, Lenore. And it sounds as though it's right inside the house with us. Oh, nonsense. If there any wind in here, the dust would be swirling about it. It's gotten windy outside, that's all. But it certainly came up all of a sudden then, because it was nice and clear out just a moment ago. Oh, you never can tell about wind. Say, if you keep on, you'll be giving me the jitters, too. We came to look at this house, remember? Well, I... All right. You go on up. You know, Elaine, I... 
I think this would be just the right size house for her. No, no. Strange. Sounds all around us. Yet I don't feel a breeze stirring. We'd better get out of here right now. There must be some explanation for it, Elaine. After all, there's no such thing as a... Oh, I, I don't know, but we're leaving right now. Come on. A short time later, Lenore Case was in the city room of the Sentinel building, telling of her experiences out at the vacant house. Well, believe me, I'm certainly glad to be back here at the Sentinel. Poor Elaine was scared to death almost. <laughs> Sure, and to my way of thinking, it was only your imagination, Casey. That it was. Moaning winds and howling banshees. Oh, 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 oh. oh fooey. Oh, is that fooey. so? I hear you blowing a lot of wind around here, Axford, and it doesn't scare me. There's something out there that is scary, and the further I stay away, the better. Have you any idea what might be out there? No, Mr. Gunnigan, I haven't. Maybe Axford went out there ahead of you and made all those noises, Casey. What's the joke? Anything I should hear? Oh, Casey, how are you? It's no joke, boss. Only it seems that Miss Case had a run-in with a haunted house. (laughs) A haunted house, huh? Where'd all this take place? Uh, The place out of North Pike. I went to look at it with a friend. It was advertised for rent. Gives me the creeps just to think about it. Come now. There's no such thing as a haunted house, Miss Case. There must be some logical explanation for whatever frightened you away. Well, maybe so, but... Well, I phoned Sergeant Burke and told him about it. You did? What did Burke have to say? Are they going to investigate it? <laughs> Hold on. One at a time. Sergeant Burke said they'd already investigated the place. Already investigated? What do you know about well, the quiet time? Now, let Miss Case tell us what Burke said. Well, Sergeant Burke said that the house had been up for rent before. And he said that people had called the police to investigate. And, well, they did so and found nothing wrong. Oh, you see there? That bears out what I said. It was all your imagination. That's what it was. That's what you think. Burke also said that place is part of an estate in the hands of a local bank. Oh, the ad was put in by the bank then. Yes, Mr. Reed. The experiences of other people had given it a name of being a haunted house. They can neither sell nor rent the place. So you see, Axford, I wasn't the only one who had a terrifying experience out there. There's no such thing as ghosts. And without ghosts... You can't have a haunted house, Casey. Well, that makes sense, Mike, but Miss Case's experience certainly doesn't. Hey, I got an idea. Oh, all right, spell it, Lowry. Why not have Mike Axford investigate that house and run a story on it? That is, if anything happens. <laughs> sure, why not? Mike, you've got an assignment. Who, me? No, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you <laughs> What's the matter, I'm scared, Mike? Huh? <laughs> What's that? Me scared? Wish no. Don't belittle me good common sense, Ed Lowry. Fine, go on out there and see what you can find out, Mike. Maybe you'd better get somebody to go along with you. Now, see here, Reed. Do I have to go ghost hunting? Just Gunnigan City Elder here, Mike. He's telling you what to do. <laughs> get a picture of the ghost if you can. Ah, uh, I'll show you. I'll show all of you. Now, Cassidy'll be off duty tonight. I'll just get him to run out there with me to prove the place ain't haunted. <laughs> and in that case, there'll be no story anyway. At least I'll show you that Mike Ashford ain't afraid of such things. That I will. And before the night's over, I'll put you to shame, Ed Lowry. That I will. Later that evening, Britt Reed stood at the city desk talking to Gunnigan. Uh, anything new, Gunnigan, for the next edition? Yeah, boss. We got some copy from the FBI about another escaped Nazi prisoner. The second one this week. They trailed both of them to the city here, but 
Lost track of him. Well, give it a play on the front page so the public will be wise and keep a lookout for them. Okay, boss. Hi, Chief. Has Axford come back here? Axford? Mike hasn't come back from that haunted house trip yet, Ed. Why? Well, uh, to tell the truth, Gunnigan, I, uh, well, uh, I decided to give Mike a scare out there, so I followed him and Cassidy to the house on North Pike. Well, I suppose all you've got to do around here is to waste your time playing jokes on Mike Axford. Oh, wait a minute and listen yeah. to me, will you? Well, we're listening, Ed. Well, they went out there and saw the caretaker and went into the house. I hung around outside waiting for a chance to sneak in and make a little noise or something, see? Yeah, so what? So all of a sudden, Cassidy comes busting out by himself. When I called to him, he says, did you see Mike come out? I said, no. Then he says, that's funny. Mike went upstairs to look around while I looked around downstairs. When I went looking for him, he's gone. Well, just, uh, just what did Cassidy mean by that? Just that, Chief. We went back in and looked all through the house, but Mike Axford wasn't in there. We decided he knew I was following and gave us a slip and came back here. Well, he hasn't come back, and he's been gone long enough to rout out Caesar's ghost, if you ask me. Well, how could Mike have gotten back to town, Ed? Oh, we thought maybe he hitched a ride back somehow. Well, did Cassidy say they saw or heard anything unusual out there? No, nope. just an empty house, that's all. Well, did the caretaker think they were trying to, uh, trying to rent the place, do you know? No. Cassidy said the chink didn't want to let him go in so late, so he, uh, uh, Cassidy, I mean, showed his badge and said they just wanted to look around. Oh, I see. Funny Mike didn't get here. I thought sure he'd be here when I got back. I'd expect us to run a newspaper with our reporters running around all evening playing jokes on one another while other papers are out getting news. For two pins... Now, take it I... easy, Cunningham. Oh. Now, wait till Mike gets back and see what he has to say. Okay, boss. I'm waiting. Ed, come on over here and see if there's anything you can do to fix up this story. Uh, sure, Gunnigan. Uh, boss, I'm sorry about following Mike, but, uh, well, I just got the urge. Leaving his office at the Sentinel building, Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. Britt Reed explained the situation to Cato and voiced certain suspicions which were in his mind. Then you suspect Axford still at Haunted House, Mr. Breed? That's what I intend to find out, Cato. Black beauty ready. Also, Gascon and mask. Good. Let's not waste time, then. Come on. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Now until December 16th, the 6th War Loan Drive is on. As an individual, you're asked to buy at least an extra $100 war bond. Think back for a minute. One nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The boys who chorused those words of allegiance in grammar school some 15 years ago know now what they mean. They know because they've seen thousands of their buddies die so that our children can learn them and say them in a free America. What are those words worth to you? Are they worth the price of an extra $100 war bond? Of course they are. It's worth that little extra bit of money to ensure your right to pledge your allegiance to this country. So buy bonds and back the sixth war loan. And now, back to the Green Hornet. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, 
Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building, which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. You intend to go into house without knowledge of caretaker? Yes, for reasons which I'll tell you about later. And I hope we run into a few of the ghosts that are responsible for the reputation that house has gained. Maybe ghosts not like to meet Green Hornet. Well, the ghosts we're looking for will put up a fight no matter who it is they meet. Let's go, Cato. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. on North Pike, Britt Reed and Cato hid the black beauty in a clump of trees on the side road. Then, cautiously approaching the house, it was but a matter of minutes until they stood inside at the foot of the stairway. I'm sure the caretaker didn't see us under that window, Cato. And now we'll have a good... I hear a noise like wind. There are no wind outside. Yes, that means that somehow our presence here is known. You mean that they know? Well, that scream seemed to come from upstairs. Come on! Yes, Sounded like it came from this room here at the head of the stairs. Room empty. Now, wait. I'll flash this light around. Open door over there. Go into closet. Yes. Didn't notice anything there? Oh, it seemed like dust settling. Exactly. And that means that something or somebody went into that closet. We'll see. Well, the closet's empty. You but... expect to find something, maybe? Yes. Maybe the same thing we have in my closet at the apartment. <laughs> yes, I'm sure of... See? That panel gives a little. Now, there must be a way to open it. You look around. Now, wait, there's a smudge in the dust on the side molding. I'll try to move it. That's it. A passageway. Hmm. Doesn't seem to lead to anything but a blank wall. You wait there a minute. I'll look around here. Be careful. Make sure no one comes into that room while I'm gone. Help! 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 I'm coming. What happened? Where are you? Green Hornet going to this passageway. Just blank wall at end of passage. But Green Hornet, he'll disappear. Cato was startled and worried by the sudden disappearance of Britt Reed in the blank passageway of the so-called haunted house. Then, realizing the need for quick action, he moved his flashlight swiftly about the passage. Oh, does tell me how Green Hornet disappear. Good thing we make plan in case anything happen. I go now quick. Green Hornet find out secret of haunted house. But if something not done soon, they find out secret of Green Hornet. Must hurry. Meanwhile, Ed Lowry left the Sentinel building and went to police headquarters, where he was talking to Sergeant Burke. Look, Sarge, I didn't like to admit it to Gunnigan, but I'm getting kind of worried about Mike Axford. He should have showed up long ago. I say, Cassidy just come on duty a while ago. 
He was telling me about going out to that spooky house on the pike. <laughs> Do you mean to say Axford hasn't come back yet? That's right, Sarge. I was thinking maybe you'd take a run out to that place with me and see if we can locate it. <laughs> so you think the spooks got your pal Axford, eh? <laughs> well, if you ask me, the spooks would leave a haunted house the minute they laid eyes on that guy. Oh, lay off, Sarge. Mike's all right and you know it. Sure, sure, Lowry. It was only a bit of kidding I was handing you. Uh, I tell you what, we'll get Cassidy in. The three of us are right out there in the squad car right now. Thanks, Sarge. Thanks a lot. If anything happened to that big lug, I, I'd feel pretty bad about it. Seeing as how I sort of put the B on him to go out there in the first place. Say now, Ed, you, you don't really think anything has happened to Axford, do you? Turned if I know, Sarge. As I said before, I'm plenty worried. <laughs> Great day, Lowry. Now you got me to worry in. Come on. We'll go out there and search that dump from top to bottom, spooks or no spooks. If Axford's there, we'll find him. You can bet on that. Back at the empty house, immediately after his sudden disappearance from the passageway, Britt Reed found himself on the floor of a pitch-black enclosure. He searched about for his flashlight... And finding it, his glance followed its beam up the improvised slide down which he had fallen a moment before. Hmm. Well, that's the time I should have watched my step. That's a well-oiled spring trap door up there. And this seems to be an old wine closet I landed in. Hmm. That heavy-looking door on this side must lead into some sort of a hide. Oh, oh, trouble coming. I have gun. You come out, please. I have gun too, Jap. You, the Green Hornet. Right. Himmel, who is this Green Hornet? He's dangerous and notorious criminal. Just as I suspected. One of the escaped Nazi prisoners. No doubt the others around here, too. Yes. He's right behind you, Hornet. With weapon pointed at your head. <laughs> this Green Hornet fellow is not so smart. We've trapped him. Well, the old gag of standing behind the door, huh? Yes, an old trick that worked. Drop that gun. What if I don't? Hans will shoot you down. Drop it or okay. he... Okay, you win. Since you are second person to discover a secret panel, our hideout is no longer safe. We shall dispose of both of you before we leave. <laughs> the fat one is tied up in the coal bin. <laughs> he was a doom yeah. Stop. <laughs> we have no time for after. Others may follow these two. Darn right they will. And all three of you will be caught. Oh, yes. Trapped rat always taunts the loudest, my honorable friend. Hans, Carl... Go through the secret passage to the garage. Yeah, yeah. I shall dispose of this spying hornet and of the blustering fat one, too. We leave them in all coal bin for rat. Come, Kyle. Shank and take care of them. Well, very clever. A secret passage to the garage. I've been clever enough to trap you, and now I'm going to kill you. Look out! You'll not shoot again. Good timing, fellas. Now to get my gun. You're leaving. Come, Carl. My mission is still accomplished when Nazi friends get away. They won't get far. And this is for you. But no, no. Such a dishonorable weapon. Gas. Gas gun. Now the other two. You I might... throw tear gas bomb in the other end of the passage. They not get far. We open door now. <laughs> my eyes. Carl. Carl, I can't. <laughs> We must get out. Go this way. Both of you, rat. Come on. Come on. Oh, you should kill us. Go shoot. This will do. You both go in. <laughs> more gas. Nothing. No more. Please. Yes, you too, Nazi. Now, that door over there must be the coal bin. Take a quick peek in. Axford there. He's not conscious. I take a quick look. 
How was he, Cato? Is he seriously oh, hurt? He'll be all right soon. What we do? We can't leave him here. And yet we can. The police. Hurry, go through that other door into the wine closet. There's a chute I came down in there. It has little cleats along one side of it. Climb up and fasten back the trap door and the secret panel. Yes, sir. In a hurry like a flash. And I'll carry Axford out into the hideout so they'll be sure to find him. There. When he came out to investigate the ghosts, he sure didn't expect to get a scoop like the one he'll be turning in tonight. Everything fixed. We better go now. Police coming into house. That passage ought to be pretty well clear of the tear gas by now. Let's go. Good thing you made a plan before you disappear through the trap door. Yes. Well, I suspected something was wrong out here since things happened only when someone came to rent the house. And I also suspected that man to be a Jap when Nordcase told me he couldn't say dollar. L's don't bother the Chinese, oh. but the Japs can't get them out, it seems. Well, good thing you suspect secret passage between garage and house. You write about Nazis being there also. Well, that was just a hunch, Cato, but it panned out okay. Well, Axford will have a great story to tell. <laughs> I'm just waiting to hear it. Later that night, Britt Reed entered the city room and approached the desk where Gunnigan was working. Oh, say, Gunnigan, uh, hasn't Axford come back yet from that trip he made out to the house on the North Pike? No, but I sure heard from him, boss, and what a story. What a story. Wait till oh, I... here Mike. comes Mike now, and a bunch with him. Hello, Reed. Well, hello, Axford. What on earth happened to you? What, did it take you all this time to run down a few ghosts? <laughs> and why the bandage on your head? Well, it's, it's to cover up a bump I got when I went down the chute. Down the chute? Yeah, Reed. You see... Oh, now it's a long story. Read it in the sentinel. Now, say, is that any way Take to... it easy, Chief. Mike really had a time on it. That he did, Mr. Reed. It wasn't ghosts at all out there. It was a Jap spy hiding them two Nazi prisoners, that it was. Hey, I don't get all this. What about the noises Lenore Case heard? And what Mike about the... Mike says that Jap had a phonograph rigged up with a couple of sound records, like they use in radio. He played it up through the hot air furnace pipes so as it sounded like the sounds were all around the person. But Sergeant Burke... I thought you told Miss Case that place had been investigated. Sure, so it had been, Mr. Reed. But we wasn't looking for secret panels and trap doors in the floor and all that sort of thing. The hideout was a small section of the cellar that had been walled off from the rest so you'd never know it. So Axford ran into a spy's nest, huh? And all the time we thought... Well, we thought he was being kidded into rounding up a ghost story on that haunted house. Mike, you're awfully quiet about the whole thing. Does your head really bother you that much? Mr. Reed... It wasn't the spy's nest, really, that Mike fell into tonight. It was what you might call the hornet's nest. Mike's feeling bad because the leader got away. The leader? Well, I thought the whole bunch was caught. Not by a long shot, Chief. You know, when we busted in and found Mike, he had a hornet seal right in the middle of his forehead. And we heard the hornet car leaving, too. Well, what do you know? Well, I know this much, Reed. It was that sneaking hornet with his house-haunting friends who made me get smacked on the head. Well, I thought you said that happened when you fell down a chute or a slide or something like that. Sure. But who tried to make a dope out of Michael Axford by putting such things in that house, I'd like to know. Because nobody but that spalfiend, the green hornet. And someday, Reed, it will be him who'll wear a bandage on his head after I bought him on like that. No, no, look out, Mike. <laughs> you almost sucked me that time. <laughs> Do I look like the hornet to you? <laughs> Reed, to tell the truth, you'd only be a ghost of a shadow if you were standing alongside that one. That you would. Nobody in this room's half as big as that conniving green hornet. Oh, 
Needed immediately. 10,000 registered nurses for service in the Army Nurse Corps. This is an urgent need. Particularly needed are registered nurses, but those about to graduate and those who qualify as registered nurses and senior members of the U.S. Cadet Nurse Corps up to 45 years of age are needed by the Army immediately. Among the many fine advantages registered nurses will find in the Army Nurse Corps is the satisfaction of knowing that you are practicing your profession where it will do the most good. You enter with the rank of a second lieutenant, and there are many opportunities for advancement. Moreover, you will receive an initial allowance of $250 for uniforms and other essentials. So write today to the Surgeon General, U.S. Army, Washington, D.C. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambaugh speaking. This is the Blue Network.